hi there. Welcome to the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show's Highlights podcast, The Chats, with me, Andy. Let's play the jingle. Welcome one, welcome all to another episode of The Chats, the highlights of the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show. Uh, My name's Andy and this morning's breakfast show was star-studded because we were joined by the lovely Jenny Eclair, comedian extraordinaire and the first ever woman to win the Perrier Award up at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, It's not called that anymore but it doesn't really matter. She still won it. That's really all the all the information you really need. However, we had a quick chat with her because she's bringing her show 60 FFS, and I'm sure you can figure out what that means, uh, to the Hazlitt Theatre, which is right here in Maidstone on September 2nd, Friday the 2nd of September. So this is what happened when we chatted with Jenny, and she also, rather reluctantly, played Punchline. Time then for us to say good morning to the very lovely Jenny Eclair. Morning, Jenny. Good morning, Andy. We've got a slight delay on the record there, slightly. It went sort of... Did you hear that? I, I think that could just be my normal voice, Jenny. Who oh knows? Oh, my goodness. You're half electronic. I mean, How extraordinary. It's nice I to am. talk to you, Andy. I'm part bot, me. Um, <laughs> Jenny, uh, I'm all bot. You should see the size of it. <laughs> um uh, the reason that we have you here is that you will be gracing Maidstone with your presence on the 2nd of September. You're bringing your show 60 FFS um, to the Hazlitt Theatre. Um, give us a little bit of an idea about what 60 FFS is all about. You know, it doesn't take a, a brain surgeon to work it out, but it's all about um, being 60. <laughs> I'm actually 62 now, but, you know, COVID stopped play for a couple of years, didn't it? So, uh, I mean, the show still feels pretty fresh to me, but I'm very forgetful. So when I look at it, because I haven't done it for a few months, I think, oh, this is marvellous. Um, so it is a show that I, I started out on the road last September and is rolling out again. I'm going to squeeze every last drop out of it before I have to write another. But it's all still very relevant to me. Um, it's all about... Um, uh, I've never denied my... Well, I did, actually, when I was much younger. I denied being 30, which is a very strange one, really, to run away from, considering it's you're basically a baby. Um, but um, as I got older, I was really sort of proud of my age, and I never, nothing ever fazed me about being, you know, 40, 50. I adored being menopausal, the best excuse for behaving like an absolute maniac. So I, 60 sort of caught me slightly on the hop because I just didn't know what it really meant. There's nothing that really defines 60-year-old women so much as, um, you know, in your 30s, it's normally when you're trying to build your career and you're uh, maybe starting a family. In your 40s, you know, you are, you should be sort of climbing up that career ladder and establishing yourself or your life and, and getting to grips with everything. And 50, you just have 10 years of being hormonally insane, which is just great. But, you know, what is 60? What does it really mean? And I think that, you know, I couldn't really see myself as 60. And and the, the image of myself at 60 didn't really match the one that sort of faced me in the mirror when I actually did turn 60. And I turned 60 uh, basically the day the pandemic broke in the UK. It, it kind of just stopped our lives for a long time. So there is still some COVID stuff in there because 
you know, although we are moving on, I don't think it's over entirely. And I, I think that it is an extraordinary thing that we've all gone through collectively. Uh, yeah. But it is also a look at what it is to be um, post-menopausal, really. And, and, you know, the expectations people have of you, which uh, I think there's a, a terrible tendency for people to want you to be sensible and useful, which... Ah, it's not really going to happen. But this is the time <laughs> when, you know, it's almost, it's like this, you're in the upper sixth of being middle-aged. You know, you're no longer on the nursery slopes of being a middle-aged woman. You are an, a, a, you know, you are an experienced older woman, uh, but not yet old, old. See what I mean? Do you, do you feel like, because basically COVID started as you turned 60, do you feel like COVID stole two years of precious 60dom if that's a word <laughs> um in some respects but then covid also gave me a weird insight into what forced retirement would feel like and <laughs> how badly i deal with not working and how you know one of my huge problems in life is that all my status is wrapped up in work and if i'm not working i feel utterly utterly devoid of any uh use whatsoever uh, which is you know a bit of a problem of mine uh, so you know although i'm very lazy and i do like slobbing around at home i i really like gigging as well and i still like earning money not that you can't argue with that <laughs> and uh, so but i did you know being stuck at home i mean there there is stuff about in the show about why it's easier for uh to be a 60 year old in a pandemic than you know a younger person particularly you know young people with kids and all that kind of thing uh there's a you know chunk of material that says you know it's all right for us because uh you know, we don't mind doing jigsaws. We don't mind being stuck at home doing jigsaws. There's a sort of, there's, there's parts of the pandemic that kind of play to the 60 something. Uh, that's not to say I'd wish one on my worst enemy, but um, <laughs> it it is, it's, it's a look at, um, you know, the highs and lows and uh, physical and mental. There's a lot of, because um, I'm a terrible hypochondriac. So I've kind of come into my own as a you know i've always been a hypochondriac but now i'm kind of a hypochondriac with a reason oh i love it i mean it's nice to have purpose yeah nice i've one. got yeah i've got loads of, of of sort of you know what we call niggling conditions and ailments nothing that's going to kill me you know just stuff that's going to live make my everyday life a living hell <laughs> that <laughs> oh. sort of thing I mean, obviously, in the show and indeed in, in the podcast, Older and Wider, that, that you do as well, um, the menopause obviously comes up quite a lot. And you've already been talking about the menopause. And have you found that there's been a switch in attitudes towards the menopause? I only say that because I think when I was oh, yeah. younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the old days, you know, women used to just bite down on a piece of leather and swig, swig on the cooking sherry to get through it. My mother used to go down the bottom the garden and scream, um, <laughs> just sort of swearing under her breath, lots and lots of that. But, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a totally different ball game, you know. Um, what do you think's driven that? Uh, me. <laughs> Hey, no, I mean, yeah. no, um, the, the, I, I think that the grumpy old women uh, shows were very menopause friendly. And then, um, you know, it, it just became it's a zeitgeist thing. It's women of my generation just sort of are quite spoiled and we're not used to going quietly and shutting up and putting up. So I think, you know, you get this generation of women that go, oh, no, I'm not really going to have this. I'm not really going to 
just um, just sweat through this and have a really horrible time. I'm going to put my hand up and say, excuse me, can something be done, please? Uh, yeah. And so I think it's a it's a combination of, you know, quite a lot of pushy women really going, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not happy with how this is being handled. But it's pushy women that make the changes, no? Oh, totally. Yes, yes. You just need you, you just need loads of women who are a bit of a pain in the butt and eventually things um, get get better. Um, and, I, you know, it, I do think that there has been there was a generation of women who missed out on HRT because there was a lot of bad press around it. Much mm. of that has been disproved, but it did a huge amount of damage. And, I, you know, I'm a huge advocate of uh, HRT and I shall be, you know, when the shortages happened, I made sure that I hid mine under the bed in case anyone, you know, visited the house and purloined the odd bottle of uh, secret stash. Yeah, yeah, I've got a secret <laughs> stash. <laughs> My partner, uh, if I say to him, oh, I seem to be running low on HRT, on HRT, he says, you will be able to get some though, won't you? You will be able to get some. <laughs> He's got a terrible panic in his voice, you know, so, um, but yeah, there's there's stuff about letting go of that because I don't think, you know, I can claim to be a menopausal woman at 62. Um, it's, it's, I am post-menopausal. What is, what, you know, what are you at 60? It's, it's, a, it's a funny old time, but there are some real silver linings. What are those silver linings? For, so it, well, you'd have to come it, to the show, Andy. You'd ah, have to come to the show. Do you, do you mean your show, 60 FFS, which is at the Hazlitt Theatre in Maidstone? Uh, it's on um, 7.30 uh, at, the, at the Hazlitt Theatre. Oh, the, lovely. The That's Theater. what we like. Now then, ladies, it's a 7.30 show. You'll be out by 9.30 latest. You'll be in bed by 10. And it's 20 quid base price tickets. I mean, they always put on a booking charge or whatever, but I do keep the tickets low so you can afford a nice dry white wine in the interval. Perfect. Um, perfect. Um, yeah, Friday the 2nd of September. Um, there, I've got a couple of quick questions that I just want to yes. fire at you, if I may, before we play our silly game punchline. Um, Which I'll be dreadful at, by the way. Oh, you'll I, be amazing. No, I won't. I can tell you this for nothing. I'm quite slow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not very much. I'm not on the ball. Do you know what I mean? I'm not quick. In your independent article, um, there was one that you wrote about how um, you'd sort of stopped paying attention to music and, um, mm. and you'd kind of found that you'd got your food sort of habits in a bit of a time warp. Um, what what shook you out of that? What got you um I haven't still don't things. listen to music and still cooking the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's an awful thing, isn't it? I mean, there was so the other day I was thinking, you know, because it's been we've had this heat wave, and I thought, what is the summer tune of this year? You know, when I was a girl, you'd have a summer tune if it was, you know, you'd go somewhere and everybody would be singing the same song. It would just be on transistor radios. You'd go to Lido and people would have their radios, their portable radios with them. You just there would be a song of the summer. Mm. Um, and I just don't rec I don't recognize that anymore. I've really lost touch. I'm I do think it's very sad, but um uh, you know, my head is quite busy anyway with um I, I listen to a lot of books on Audible, so that's kind of, that's where I, I get my kicks. And as for cooking, I've realised that I only like about five things, and that's not entirely <laughs> true, but I, I can only cook about five things without it becoming a bit of a headache, and I can't really be asked. I'm not very interested. I think that's fair. If if you like the things you like, stick with Do them. you know what? I, I tried the other day. It. The other day, I, I roasted some uh, beetroot, Andy, roasted beetroot, did it with a feta cheese and walnuts, which I roasted too. And I had this exotic dressing on it. It took me about an hour and I sat there and all I could think was, 
is this really worth it? Is it worth <laughs> it? Is this really worth it? But do, do you think that's because perhaps uh, as you get into your 60s, you're going, do I need to spend all of my time cooking or could I be doing other things? Well, I've never spent much of my time cooking, to be quite honest. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> there are bits in my kitchen I don't think I've ever been in. And it's only eight foot by eight. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's not it's not hugely high up on my list of priorities. I do have some material about learning to cook in the in the pandemic, trying to be a bit more Nigella in the in the uh, kitchen. But I do come from a long line of, uh, well, I, I have inherited inability to cook from a grandmother on my father's side. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really done this in, in my stand-up, but I do blame her. You know, when you watch MasterChef, um, you know, the normal punter one, and they all say, it was my nan, my nan taught me to cook. It was, I've got, you know, this isn't my nan's pie. My nan, get, you know, influenced me, and I'm doing this one for my nan. I, I have a nana, right? Uh, on my dad's side, who, when my parents, my dad was in the army, when they were posted out to Cyprus and they'd been there for two years and they came back and they came back on a on a battleship or something it took them days to get back anyway. This Nana, she greeted them <laughs> with a tin of corned beef. And that was it, a tin of corned beef, bit of lettuce. And as my mum said to me years later, she said, there wasn't even a tomato on the side. Oh, so I think I get it from her. Well, to be fair, I think my nana on my dad's side, um, all she did was make uh, tinned salmon sandwiches. And yeah. she, she could make a good cheese straw, but that was about it. A good cheese straw, though, goes a long way. I mean, oh. a really cheesy cheese straw, not very nice indeed, but I can leave the tinned salmon sandwiches. Yeah, me too. Um, that That's really conjured the flavour in my mouth. That's quite unfortunate. I'm going to have to do something <laughs> to get rid of it. Okay, let's play your daft game then. Let's do it. Um, right, so this is Punchline. The rules of Punchline are very, very simple. Uh, I'm going to give you two minutes and I'm going to fire some questions of jokes at you. And all you need to do, as best you can, is figure out the punchline to that joke. I'm um, so bad at this. I'm already it's blushing. Be, go it's on, be go on, let's play. Fun, I promise. Um, yeah. There are two rules. Um, the yeah. first rule is no swearsies. Um, so uh, okay. watch your language, Miss uh, Claire. Um, and also mm. the second rule is if you can't think of the actual punchline to the joke, don't worry, just make something up. It's likely okay. to be funnier and I'll give you bonus okay. points. Nice. Okay. So if you're ready, let's play punchline. Why did the tomato blush? Because he saw the cucumber in his underpants. I don't know. Do you know what? It's close enough. He saw the salad dressing. Uh, oh, right, right. Well, the same thing, isn't it? The yeah, cucumbers same are funnier because they're ruder. <laughs> Did you hear about the first restaurant to open on the moon? Well, it would be something about um, some eggs floating away. Tell me what it is. Uh, it had great food, but no atmosphere. Oh, that's it. it was, I knew it was about atmosphere, but I couldn't get it in the words, you know, yeah. It wouldn't stay on your plate, would it? Anyway, no. <laughs> don't a bit literal on that <laughs> one. Go, go. What do you call a cheese that's not yours? Not your cheese, nacho cheese. Not your cheese. cheese. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, no, I know that one because I once did the most unfortunate after-dinner speech for a load of cheese representatives. It was a cheese <laughs> conference at the Savoy Hotel where I absolutely died 
died on my ass. I really did. It was appalling. I just want to finish this. Years later, I did a, a, a telly job with that nice Alex James from Blur. And he makes his own cheese. And he said I was at that cheese conference gig. And I, after that, I couldn't look him in the eye. No. So he saw me fail so badly. Go on then, last one. I'm not doing let's, any more. Let's go in a similar vein then. Did you okay. hear about the cheese factory that exploded in France? Um, so that would be not Borson. Borson did um, Camembert, uh, uh, Brie. Oh, uh, no, don't know that one. There was nothing left but debris. Debris. I did say debris. It was in you there. Did. I'd have worked it out in the end, but it was taking me about two months. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, uh, we'll we'll call it there. Thank you Thank very you. much for playing. It's making I me tense. It. I don't like things like that. I start no, to, if I'm failing, I can't cope. We'll, we'll, we'll want to keep you calm at all times. Um, Jenny, uh, I can tell you <clears throat> that you did, in fact, score 15 points because you get five points for every correct answer and oh, uh, and then i throw relieved you know, throw throw a few your way um thank you of course jenny uh tickets are available to go and see you for 60 ffs um it's at the hazlitt theater on friday the 2nd of september um you can find all the tickets on parkwoodtheaters.co.uk or at jennyeclair.com so um jenny we look forward to seeing you here in maidstone uh, a little bit later on in september um, thank good you. luck with the rest of the tour i know you're bouncing around all over the place um yeah. and um enjoy being 60 thank you well 62 love 62 <laughs> we're 63 before we know it i would still be doing this when i'm 70 okay thank you very much indeed lovely talking to you and you jenny take care So there you have it. That's Jenny Eclair, who brings her show 60 FFS to the Hazlitt Theatre here in Maidstone on Friday, the 2nd of September. You can get your tickets on parkwoodtheatres.co.uk or jennyeclair.com. Wherever you fancy, it's all good. Uh, hey, don't forget, you can always download other episodes of the chats. We've got conversations with the likes of Basil Brush and we've got James Harkin in there from No Such Thing as a Fish. And of course, all our political interviews are there as well for you to catch up on from a few weeks ago. However, I am going to leave you alone, but if you could, take a one moment of your time to like or share or subscribe to the podcast. We would always appreciate your love and affection. Thanks awfully. You can always catch the show live every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday from 7am on wearemaidstone.com. But for now, enjoy your weekend. Go on, off you go. Enjoy it. Enjoy it.